Hello, everybody. This is Joe, Joe's Universal Compendium, and um, I don't know who this guy is, but he will endow he will endow you with something apparently. So, you know, there are many things. <laughs> I am not going to stop changing my name every week. <laughs> we, there are many things that are uh, wrong with what just happened, but you know, it is okay. <laughs> You're just mad that I keep getting you. Look, at this point, it is what it is. I I just I just probably shouldn't even react. But anyways, hey, it's well, Val. <laughs> Cuz he keeps forgetting to say my name. <laughs> I leave it to you to say it on purpose. Thank you very much. Now, moving on, uh we decided to uh change some things around because it is uh anime awards season. Anime season has finished and instead of doing awards, we're going to just kind of yeah, because they're not them. really awards. Fuck yeah. that noise, you know. Yeah. It was never really our style, but, you know, we needed a, a simple a format. Because, yeah. you know, we're trying to figure this thing out. Now we're just like, you know what? We're, we're better off just talking. So we've got a little bit of scripting, but it's about the smallest amount of scripting we can do. So yeah. there's practically nothing here. We're mostly just shooting shit. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like, there were a lot of good shows. Uh, one thing I will say about this season, it was surprisingly balanced. There was not too much of one thing and not too little of another. Just a touch of action, just a touch of real life. A little bit of sports, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Also, sorry it took so long to get this recorded. Um, we were supposed to record this two weeks ago, but someone didn't watch Megalobox. Look, I was just getting out of this uh, point where I was absurdly busy, and I watched a lot after that point. Like I, I caught up on a lot of stuff, so there was that, and I was happy to. I'm like so super happy because now I'm not like everything's kind of steady again until I get busy again, like I normally do. Hey, and look, it happens this, all at once. This season's podcast would not exist without Megalobox, so you know. Yeah, we had to push it back long enough for him to watch it. Yep. And now he's watched it, so we can actually record this two weeks after we were supposed to record this. So, um, I guess we're doing uh, one filler episode and then an initial three. So, um, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, we'll still have no time for the initial three, so like it, it is what it is. But anyways, let's get this show on the road. Yeah, and we're not starting with uh, Megalobox. We're starting with um, the fact that Seijo-sama as Valk has coined it, or Saint's omnipotent power, etc., etc., is very... It's very 5.6. He's very specific on this number. Very 5.6 out of 10. Um, and the entirety of that 5.6 is just, say, being absolutely adorable. The rest yeah. is just, I don't care about these characters. The animation looks cheap. The character designs don't stand out. There's no conflict, like, at all. They make this miasma out to be this great conflict, but it's just not really. No, not at all. See, what I like to call what she did to this show is what everybody calls the Nick Cage syndrome. Nicolas Cage will take anything and put it on his back and try to carry it to victory. But can he? No, he cannot. No, he cannot. And it has been shown time and time again. He has done his very best to make even the worst of movie ideas 
enjoyable. But even he wouldn't be able to do anything about that. It's honestly, like, with that show, it's a very... If you want to watch something new but don't really want to get invested into anything, really, kind of show, that's what that is. And it's not a bad thing. It's like it's not like it's awful, but like definitely raises some questions on what they were thinking about when they decided to animate it. And then let's come from somebody who read the manga for a little bit. And I was like, all eh, I'm saying bad. is there are a bunch of wide shots in there that aren't moving at all in the middle of an action sequence, and you're just like, it, it's been a whole second. Is something gonna happen? <laughs> Lord knows. And but, then it just come, cuts back to, you know, what's supposed to be an action sequence of our characters moving around, and again, nothing's happening. But that's that's an animation studio issue. You know? It is, but... Ugh, like, you gotta also have some substance. It's you gotta put something in there for me. <laughs> a little give and take, a little give and take. But that, that was pretty much it with that one. Um... I do want to touch up on a couple of the uh, quicker ones. So, Spider, uh, Slime, and Tensura Niki, right? Yes. We already talked about Spider before, but with Spider in particular, it's so, like, hilarious to me. Because my biggest gripe that I had was... I kind of just dealt with the way that they did the episode and how they laid them out and everything. But when you watch the last episode and it brings the entire timeline together and you realize, like, you, like, if you watched episode 25, you watched the last episode and then watched the first 20, the other 24 episodes, I feel like the show would probably actually be better. Yeah. I mean, so, like, through the whole thing, um, Part of the reason it looks as bad as it does, it and I looked this up after the fact, is um, the uh, studio was uh, contracting out a lot of the animation, and then it came back, and it was abhorrent, so they had to redo it themselves in a small time frame, which kind of makes sense why it, the animation seemed to be really bad and then it kind of got okay and then it was really bad again and it just kept doing that yep because there was this constant directorial or not directorial contracting issue um and, oh god yeah it, it's just mm. yeah no i i agree i mean like i think for me the cg it got to a point where the cg was just hilarious to look at like <sighs> it made no sense I think Valk was just visibly getting more and more annoyed at it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it... Uh... It, was, it was funny. It was funny to me, because like, after a while, I was just kind of like, you know what? I'm already here. I'm already this deep. I like the characters enough. Whatever. Let's just go, and we'll laugh at it. But I going back to what I was going to say, the way that it was handled, I feel like they could have changed the structures of the uh, season itself around just a tad bit, just to kind of um, help it. Because, like, there are certain points where even I got kind of lost watching, like, in the second half of the season. And after watching the last episode, it, everything comes together. And I mean everything. 
literally everything comes completely together and then you're just kind of like these timelines like this is interesting like this is insane like now we know who this character is and what's going on with that and you it makes everything that happened so much more intense and crazy and i loved it but what i did love too and what makes me want to read the uh, light novels is the story approach so on that note um i just want to say that uh after this whole thing wrapped this year the show i was like you know the concept is fucking interesting to me but the direction for this was absolutely fucking off i'm gonna go out and see if i can buy the light novels or not couldn't get the light novels because they only had volume two and not volume one yeah managed to get the first two volumes of the manga and i just want to say i really enjoy the manga yeah (laughs) because they aren't jumping between fucking timelines it's just one string it's good this is how it should have been why the fuck did you do this nobody understands why they did that and i'm like ugh. I feel like it was probably a little bit of because they were like, we're going to show you guys what's going on on the other side while this is happening. But then they kind of realized after they started, it was like, wait, this is a bad idea. This is a bad idea. This is happening at two completely times. Like, what did we do? But like, my friend said the same thing because he put me onto the series. He's like, yeah, no, the manga, like what they're showing you in the anime is not quite right in terms of how they approached it because the manga was all one shot for just the spider story and then the school arc. So you were like, okay, but the sh- the premise and who ends up being the actual like potential antagonist was absolutely hilarious to me. Um, the only thing I will say is Terminator, Arnold Schwarzenegger. He he found his way into the anime world. Well, not him specifically, but um, the main antagonist from the first Terminator. They found their way into uh. The anime world. Sinan is everywhere, man. That's scary. Like, like, it was so hilarious because, like, you're not expecting it. Like, the entire, like, the way that they did it, which I will give them credit. Because of the way they did it, you were kind of blindsided by the whole, like, oh, actually, this is actually what's going on. And then you're like, wait. So, on one hand, The finale was a very strong hit, despite some of the animation issues. But on the other hand, I feel like they could have just done an overall better job with it. But this this is an opposite situation of um, Saint Sama. This has all of the content, all of like almost all of the characters are actually likable and rememberable. Why why did I say it like that? It's just what you do. Whatever. But yeah, and um. Wrapping that up, everything in this, everything in the source material is great. Just the anime production was just kind of, it's kind of weird. And if like you were a hardcore fan of this show, I feel like you would feel how I do when people tell me that they think that the Percy Jackson movie was a good movie, and I feel insulted. But I'm I'm a I'm gonna leave that. I'm gonna leave it. The Percy that. Um, Jackson salt always comes out. Look, it's it's forever there. Somebody brought it up at work, and we had to talk about it, and I'm just kind of still mad. Um, anyways, 
Spider was overall solid. I would definitely, despite the issues it had, if you're more of an anime person, still give it a watch. Until you get enough to want to read the manga. Moving on from that, Tensura Nikki. Can't, that one. Can't, I have to get my. I have to get my last dig. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. The director of Spider directed Berserk 2016. I'm done. Oh, oh, that's that's just awful. No wonder the CG. It all makes sense. Yeah. Now. It all makes sense now. That's that's actually insane. Yeah. That's actually insane. I did not know that. I did not know that. <laughs> so now we know why all that CG was in there. Um, this feels like another M Night Shyamalan. It's a fucking Millipens production. Oh my! <laughs> they god. always overuse CG. Oh my god! But yeah, we're gonna move to Tenso to Miki. Uh, I didn't watch this one because I kind of understood. I know what was going on with it, and I was, I, I was just kind of waiting it's for the second. It's just slice part. of life slime, dude. They, yeah, it's yeah. Rimuru getting to just chill. <laughs> For once. Rimuru not having to uh, actually worry about anything, him just being able to sit there and let his uh, let his it's followers just, and companions dote on him just, as a slime. Let's be farmers. Let's make some mochi. Let's get Shion in a really pretty freaking yukata and put her in glasses and cause problems for Valk. Ca- cause lots of problems for Valk. <laughs> Especially when you put her in a kimono or a yukata that's really pretty and you have her put her hair up all nice like and then you put that in the fucking OP. So I watch it every week for 13 weeks. He sees it every week. He sees it. It haunts him. It's in his dreams. Nah, not really. (laughs) (laughs) But Tint's Slime has like I think two to three it's got a bunch side, yeah, yeah. It's like two to three side stories that um that are all amazingly very well done like a lot of shows don't do the side story thing well um and that is something that is can be very applauded to for that series because that series has a lot of stuff you can use for a side plot and they did it and they did it well yeah, all, all i know is uh the tensura nikki's uh version of Nilan is the best Nilan out there. She's just so fucking adorable. Yes. I mean, like, I feel that. I mean, I didn't just, even watch just it. Hide, just crawling under a katatsu yep. <laughs> in the middle of winter. And then having Rimuru walk in, he's like, oh, it's a trap! <laughs> Look, it's no, fucking adorable. The, the best part is, too, though, is that despite the different like approaches they all t- still follow yeah the it, core. it's entirely consistent to the actual logic yeah, of slime like this seems like something that would be in between dealing with politics and demon lords and evil demon lords and people who don't know when to just leave a slime alone and they'll learn that in next season Part two. Oh, <laughs> oh, they'll learn that going forward in the light novels. I just finished volume 11, and my god, there's some bullshit going on, but we can bring that up another time. Yeah, yeah. Um, there is something that I wanted to get to before we get into some more of the other things. Uh, what I will still consider probably one of my anime of the year in One Direct Priority 
I specifically, despite really wanting to, did not watch the finale because I wanted two approaches from this. As somebody who has not watched the finale, seeing the finale that we thought we had, that I thought was the last episode, in the anime of the year, like, yeah, phenomenal, yeah, if, so much tension. Oh, God, episode 13 is just, oh, why? Just so, why? I want you to explain to them, Val, as the person who had to watch it before me. Because, granted, it came out, and I was probably a day away from about watching it, and then I was told not to. I watched it the day it came out. I saw it, and immediately after I finished rubbing my forehead, I got out my phone, and I texted Joe, and I'm just like, don't watch it. Yeah, that that is what happened. Um, and I was very sad. Oh, God. So, like, you know we were all happy when we heard that, you know, it's going to be a 40-minute special. It's fucking not. It's a 20-minute episode preceded by 20 minutes of recap. Ugh. Which the, already, I was like, well, that's fine, right? No, it, because, it's like, fucking not. Because even if you had to wait you know, a whole fucking season for it. If you say it's going to be a 40-minute special, that means it better be 40 fucking minutes. Not a recap episode. Yeah. So that was... Now, if you're going to do a recap, do what Kill La Kill did and fucking shove it down into the first quarter of the episode and have it essentially be spark notes. Not... Oh, we need to make sure we hit all the major points and some of the minor points, too. <laughs> yeah, no. Just reintroduce the characters. Which, by the way, uh, before you continue, this is incredibly ironic, and I really feel like they probably ended up having some other people come in and work on this, because in the goddamn season, they had a recap episode that wasn't a recap episode, but was. And it was so good. It was one of the few recap episodes I've ever actually watched. Do you know how hard it is to get people to watch a fucking recap episode? And if you do it fucking right, we're gonna love it! Because we're gonna talk about it, and it's a good recap episode that they have earlier in the show. And then this one's just fucking awful. Anyways, after the recap half of the fucking thing, um, you essentially get 20 minutes of our group just falling apart you know momo's like i'm not i'm not doing it anymore fucking um neru's just gone the whole time like the first fucking thing she does in the actual episode part of the episode is like give her fucking hamster or something to eye be like hey watch watch over for me okay um and then Rika has a little bit of a breakdown, but kind of steals herself to reality a little bit. Yep. By the way, all the people that they brought back don't even fucking remember them. That's um, that's 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 another thing too. I, I'm, so, I'm gonna let you finish. I'm gonna let you finish because I have something you know, to say about that. Fine, I can accept that. Um, but. What I can't accept is the fact that we ended the series with I saying I'm going to become a warrior of Eros, and you're like, oh, we actually going to do something about Frill? You know, 
the entire reason that all these fucking suicides are happening? No. It, it's literally, it ends the same way as what we had before. You know, like a few months pass. I hasn't talked to anyone in the group for months. She's going to school and then she just one day decides to go back to the garden and again say, I'm going to be a warrior of arrows. You don't even do any diving into a dream or anything. Uh, it it just repeats the last episode, but bad. See, and now now here's my issue too, right? So knowing this, like the writer, like there uh, has to be. I got more bullshit too. What? I've got more bullshit too. Oh my god! All right, what 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 happened? Nehru's an AI, same type as Frill. Um, and Kotobuki, who's dead. Um, yeah. Well, there's another Kotobuki from another dimension. Just kind of a thing that was alluded to, but then is randomly thrown into the front of the sh- series in the fucking last episode, if you can even call it an episode. Oh my god. Um, like, it just <sighs> seems like this last episode was something that was supposed to be a whole other season. And they're like, oh shit, fucking, um, we don't want to do another season because, you know, that's expensive and it would require us to get more money. And we want to do something else. So let's just wrap it all up right now and jam everything into one fucking episode without actually delivering on the actual promise of all right see that gives that kills me because like all right so it it feels exactly like you're saying right like the whole the girls being brought back but not knowing the people that saved them is a phenomenal plot point i think right i think that if executed properly that is phenomenal something to like you know be like well not everything's all nice and shun signs just because you did what you did there's gonna be some things that's probably gonna backfire like None. Everything's perfect, especially with the way that the series was going. It's like you are literally resurrecting the fucking dead. Like, what did you think was going to happen? It was all going to be sunshines and rainbows, and they were going to have their memories up to when they suicided. Yeah, it's no. a genie lamp, man. You, yeah, these you are, get what you want, but not exactly. Yeah, these are probably the girls from the other, the alternate realms, which again, they were alluding to when they showed off the other girl. That that made fucking sense. It pulls them through. Yeah. It would make fucking sense, but then, like... There's no there's no exposure or no, like... That also means that it might just be randomly reaching into another dimension. But like, that's a whole... It, but then no, Kotobuki remembers Nader. Which, what the hell? But that's... She, but she was also, like, it, a special character. But, like, it, again, is Kotobuki and Nader's friendship, like... A universal constant? That Does is it very... always happen and the other friendships just don't? That is but, a very possible but thing. But there's nothing mentioned about universal constants and this show decided to try and do something like that. But like, that kills anything. me on the inside because as you said, it feels like a whole other season. 
it could have been it could have been like you know what maybe we'll leave it as a it cliffhanger should have been another season and then you could actually deal with frill yeah instead or, of forgetting that frill exists even though you spent half the fucking recap episode talking about her yeah or you know you could do the thing where it's like a like a three season approach right the first season is what we got ignore this special episode second season is what the set the special episode should have been third season is half of i getting the group back together and then approaching and trying to deal with uh frill three season approach phenomenal stuff great story right it looks like they had all the content there and that kills me because i fucking love this show this show was so good these characters were so good and like the plot twist were on point on point and then it's like was this episode written by a middle schooler who failed writing it was it was like, or no, it's one of those situations where the uh, where the person who was like direct wrote the episode was like, all right, here's what I need you to do, but he told somebody else that was supposed to tell another person, but then it went through too many people and it got messed up. Yeah, it seems like there's like this massive game of telephone or something. Yeah, and like that kills me inside too because I could for some reason like whenever I see this and I think about like oh going into multiple seasons, I see them growing up from being in middle school and like being resolved while they're in high school we waited three fucking months for this i'm so sad we are the biggest fucking clowns out there <laughs> bro i'm so sad like, we need to go buy this... some makeup and a freaking red wig and a big red nose i some I'm giant so... shoes and a tiny little fucking car oh i'm so sad about this like it, I, I'm not even gonna. I'm not. I can't. I can't. I can't. I'm just gonna keep rambling. I, despite that, I still think it's probably one of my favorite animes of the season. I think it's probably uh, a contender for anime of the year by far, despite how bad that ending, that last episode is. Now, moving on to um, back to the season. <laughs> yeah, back to the season. Higehiro, best dad in anime. Um, uh, that's it. Yep, that's the show. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. So Higehiro, we, we gotta make some ground up. <laughs> it has the most misleading title for an anime. Oh god, in it's, English, it's terribly misleading, and they put it back. They put the order backwards too, so it's even worse. Yep, I shaved, then I picked up a high school girl off the street, and it's like, it's it's honestly genius marketing because there's nobody in their right mind who would not stop and do a double take at that title. Like, we've seen crazy titles, but, like, you don't see a title like that all the or time. Or here's an idea. Just make a short title so people do a double take on, wow, I don't need to read a fucking essay. That, too. I mean, but that's, you know, that's not popular right now, you know? Short titles aren't real. They have to be novels on top okay, of Okay, my titles are going to be three letters. <laughs> three letters. That would actually be very impressive. I'm not even going to lie to you. Be very impressive. I can do it. They'll end up being acronyms. I know it will be. Nope. <laughs> oh my god. I ain't gonna do a fucking acronym. Oh my god. Anyways, Higehiro is a phenomenal approach of essentially adult being like, what the fuck, when a little girl, a high school girl, I should say, sorry, 
rolls up and then offers prostitution and it's like he's like no what are you doing that's no stop i'm gonna let you stay here but like don't do that i'm gonna stay here but i like older women specifically my boss yeah but with fucking double d tits i love how they made it a consistent thing though when they went through his um his school his school book he liked his senpai in high school he was this. I think he was a freshman or a, he was a first year or a second year, and he was in love with his uh his uh senior. And like one of the characters noted, like you really do like older girls. <laughs> it was so funny, but you watch this dude who basically takes in a girl on a whim, is pretty much upset at the fact that she's doing what she's doing, and more upset at society for not like putting her in her place or like helping her or like even calling her parents or something like you know like he's just kind of like what what was everybody before me just a piece of shit like what is this well her mother was kind of a piece of shit too bro kind of kind of yeah, it's putting it very lightly to say kind of like yeah i don't even think total piece of shit is enough yeah, yeah. and like i feel like he well, no, I don't feel. I, he did. He saved that whole family. A hundred percent. I mean, no. That family is never going to heal. No, never. Saya's but he family made it to where they can broken try. as fuck. He made it to where they can try. He made it so they can tolerate each other's existence. Yeah. But the moment Saya turned 18 and graduated high school... She was fucking gone off to Tokyo to go find Yoshida. Which was hilarious. Bad, the but, fucking know. moment. Yep. Which, also, dude, you had, like, two fucking years to hook up with your boss and you didn't? What the fuck are you doing? I don't know. Did he you know, know she's like, into we you? We don't know. We don't know, though. They didn't because the fucking... Fucking, uh... Light brown hair was asking him out still. Right before Sayu came back. I mean, do you really think she would stop? Let's be honest here. I mean, you, yeah. I don't think. Yeah, I, I do. I, I don't know. I don't know, bro. I don't know. I don't know. She wouldn't stop hanging around him and inviting him to go see a movie because she does like him, but I'm pretty sure she wouldn't be asking him on a date date. Which is what she was doing. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you that, I guess. But regardless, regardless. And yes, I know that dates are different in Japan. That's why I said date, date. Yes. It's also Re- why I said Goto's got double D tits, because in Japan, the sizes are a bit inflated. Yeah. Why do I know that? You don't need to know. It's definitely not because I go down internet rabbit holes researching for right Internet rabbit holes are part of our generation's uh, hobby. Anyways. It's not even like a thing that like... Moving on! Like, yeah, yeah. Anyways, Higahiro, good show. Definitely recommend watching it. A little bit of... um, It, it can touch on some uh, viewpoints that some people might feel really like they might bond with a lot, but some pretty solid characters. Some of the... Like, one of the characters I didn't really give a shit about. Uh, I'm not going to touch up on the mom because... That was that that was a whole thing. And Fuck I really her. wish I really wish 
he threw the water in her face, but he didn't. And that was She's the of... character that you wish was real so you could punch. Yeah. That is one of those characters. That is kind of what she is. Uh, but yeah. Overall, whatever. But it is a solid show. Definitely one of the better ones of like implied re- uh, implied relationships but never actually happening kind of deal. Moving on. Uh, I think this is a good time to talk about this. Megalobox 2. So, where, does, where do I start? Like, first of all, before I even talk about anything else with this show, the animation was 100% amazing throughout the entire thing. Absolutely phenomenal. Beautiful to look at. Crisp. Clean. Very little issues, if any. And the very small issues that may have popped up were various things that, you know, get cleaned up on Blu-ray. So there's that. Second of all, those fights in the rings and the out-of-ring action was so beautiful. I, I love the change in Joe's character. I love it. Oh, yeah. Punish like, Joe is fucking... It's such a good concept. It like, really what, is. What happens when, you know, the idealist loses all hope? Yep. And then what happens... To that man who has lost all hope when he regains it. Yep. Uh, the thing that hurt me the most was... Uh, I knew it was going to happen as soon as I saw the hummingbirds. When I saw that. And then I saw Chief. And I was like, you can't do this to me? Yeah, I was like, don't do it! <laughs> I literally, I was like, as soon as I saw that happen, I was like, he's going to fucking die. He's going to die. And then he didn't die immediately, right? I thought he was going to die in the ring. Like, no cap, I thought he was going to die in the ring, right? And then I was like, all right, cool, cool, cool. He's, he made it back. They they had their day. They cleaned up. Everything's okay. All right, we're good. We're good. We get into the truck. The, the thing that told me he was going to die pretty much as soon as the scene was over was like, no beer. You need to heal. It's like, yep, he's going to fucking die. Yep. You won't even let him have a beer. Yeah, I was like, God damn, dude. Like, that's ridiculous. The man just won your fucking property. Fucking let him have a beer. <laughs> a singular beer. Oh, uh, I was just like, I, I really didn't want that to happen to Chief. I wanted him to stay alive. Yeah. So bad. Uh, but I felt it was important for not only Joe, but for the little kid as well. Yeah, it was a it was an it, important step for the kid. Yo, it was that kid had an entire anime arc in four episodes. Yeah, and most anime can't rushed. pull off a main character's arc in three seasons, so you know. Yeah, and it's like it was beautifully done. Like he he was a idiot, and to realizing he was an idiot, to doing something really dumb, and then chief getting through to him without actually being physically there and then chief's death impacting him as he got through to him after all and it was like oh this is like so good and joe going back and then seeing all the kids all the orphans like older bro oh oh my god Sachio, i feel for that little boy i feel for him i feel for him so bad and then, like, the season finale, right, the last episode, when he goes and he's like, yeah, I'm going to uh, tech school, or going to whatever school it was that he was going to. 
And then Joe gives him his bike. I was like, you're kidding. That means like, that means Joe's literally never going anywhere ever again. He's staying there for good. And it was a beautiful thing to behold. Because that was like such a significant thing. Because Joe's had that bike since season one. And he's never trashed it. He's always gotten it fixed. No matter what. He always got that bike fixed no matter what. And he gave it to Sachio. So Sachio could go on his journey. And now he's probably going to become the next Pops. And everything about this show was phenomenal. I loved it. I loved the new characters. I loved seeing Yuri. I loved Lin. I love Mac Time. I'm, I'm so glad that Yuri's dog got to come back too. And they didn't just think, oh, dog got old. Eh, we don't need to animate the dog. They, uh, they brought the dog back and they gave him gray hairs. And they made him walk like a stiff old man. Yes. Uh, everyone got to come back. Yeah. Pops, Pops was, again, a major driving force in the plot, but. Yeah. More quietly I mean, this time. And then that little send off in the final episode where the hummingbird comes and I'm gonna, lands I, on Pops. I cried. I cried. Oh, that, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not a little bitch. I'll say heart. it. I cried. Didn't I make cried. me cry, but it was damn close. I cried a little bit. I'm not even going to lie. I'm not even going to lie. I, I, I shed a couple tears. I shed a couple tears for that because that was phenomenal. I loved it from the way that like, and you could tell, like you could tell it was like such a driving force for Joe because from episode one, when he was basically berating him and rattling and bringing on blah, blah, blah. Just, Oh yes. One of my favorite seasons, anime of the season, uh, season moving on. The one that I wanted to watch the most, but I didn't get to watch was Vivi. Oh, you missed out, bro. I'm so mad you didn't watch Vivi. I heard it was absolutely gorgeous. Dude, it was a rock and roller coaster. <laughs> like, oh my god, it was so fun. Please, please explain. Please, please explain for the audience here how good this was. So, I just need you to understand that this show has some of the best fight animation I've seen in the last couple of years. And its title makes you think it's going to be an idol anime. It is not an idol anime. Okay? The main character may have, you know, been designed to be an idol AI. But no. No. Vivi is a show about action, androids, a bit of, you know, really good music, and more action. That's beautiful. Right, like, I, I will say it does feel like the show kind of leans on Rule of Cool a lot, and sometimes Matsumoto can get a bit annoying because he doesn't shut the fuck up. <laughs> um, but, oh, oh yeah. I don't, usually I'd want to talk about something that I like as much as I like Vivi. Not this time. I'm just gonna say, go fucking watch it. Because I waited too long to watch it, thinking it wasn't going to be great. You know, the first four episodes came out, and I was like, you know what? Okay, I'll I'll give it a try. Still didn't watch it. Episode five came out, and I watched all five episodes in one sitting, and then I was like, where's the next one? God damn it. Yep. What day does this come out? And uh. I waited with bated breath for every episode. 
that's a good sh- that's a good show. So I'm I'm assuming that's gonna be on your list for anime of the year, because yeah. that. I mean, I'd give it like a eight. Personally, it's a really good show, but it does have its setbacks. Okay, okay, okay. That's not that's still not bad. Some, I mean, some like... early character designs aren't great, and then later yeah. on, everyone wears the same thing. Yeah, that that does happen a lot. Now, I, I don't like future societies that only wear one outfit, except maybe this one has a skirt because <clears throat> woman. Yeah. Anyways, moving on moving to the on. next thing. Uh, another uh, popular one for the season: Tokyo Revengers. I'll let you handle this one because I didn't watch it. Yeah, uh, this is one that I, I also did. was very sad that Valk didn't watch, but it was what it was. I almost did. Then I got yeah. busy. <laughs> Yeah, so with Tokyo Revengers, I will say this now, there's a little bit of time travel, part of the main core of the story, but it is one of the most consistently used time travels there is, right? Because what is the biggest thing, like, first of all, it's not like a physical time travel, right? Like, he's not physically taking his body from wherever he is and bringing it to the past. No. It's his conscience. And one of the biggest things was like what was what's happening when he's not like traveling right what it, it alludes to that a lot like he doesn't know what's going on when he's not in the past and as it was explained by one of the other characters like he's essentially in a suspended state like essentially in a coma when he travels to the past but he doesn't know what was going on with his past self when he moves into a spot. So it's like he'll come into a he'll he'll time travel and then he'll wait he'll realize he's in his old younger body, but he won't know what he was doing. Like he woke up on one point episode, he was in a um karaoke room about to possibly do some snotty naughty, and then another time he found himself on the back of a bike and his friend was talking to him. So like these are things that happen. Now they did have effects onto the future depending on what he did because the whole point of the story is that he's trying to save um his his uh girlfriend from high school right and to do that he's essentially going back in time to stop things from happening so that his girl his uh ex-girlfriend doesn't get killed in the future it is technically a pretty run-of-the-mill st- approach to a story, but it is handled phenomenally. First of all, it's city gangs, right? Motorcycles, the whole shebang, like biker gang type shit, right? Already, all right, you 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 got my attention because realistically, you just don't see that nowadays, right? You don't see that nowadays. And then with the way that they approach the time traveling, how he goes to those times and how he comes back and what he can do and how he affects them in certain things is really cool. And he, as a character, you're watching him basically turn his childhood around from being a little wuss and becoming a yes man, yes man, sorry, sorry to essentially possibly trying to be something, right? And trying to do something that just all because 
he had the regret. He did not want somebody else to die. Like he didn't want her to die that much that he went through all of this. He could have just been like, you know what? It is what it is. But he was able to change. He was able to change things, and he's a really good character too. All the characters are really nice. I love the character designs. Like, yeah, I, I will say it did have some pretty decent looking character designs on the cover art, and I almost watched it in one sitting, but then when I blocked out time to watch it, I uh, I lost that block of time to life. Because life does that. Life just kind of walks in, and you're like, it's like when you get your paycheck, and you're like, ah, oh, yeah, I got money. And then you hear a knock at the door, and it's like, hey, it's me, Goku! And he's just like, I'm here for your money. Uh, you got bills. Uh, yeah, I just cut your tire open. Your insurance isn't going to cover Goku it. Goku wouldn't cut a tire open. He's too much of a sweetheart. You you get what I mean. Well, then I'll say it's Vegeta. It, yeah, it, it would be Vegeta. <laughs> Vegeta will cut your tires. Specifically abridged Vegeta. Yeah. But anyways. Earthling, um... I've slashed your tires. <laughs> Give me your money and I'll let you live. <laughs> but and then Trunks short, is just there Trunks... screaming at him. <laughs> Father, No! Tokyo Revengers is definitely worth the shot to watch, and it's uh, currently starting at second core now, so it's a good time to watch it. A lot of good characters. Oh, and also it has a phenomenal banger of an ending theme. I'll probably catch up to it like I did with uh, Spider. Yeah. But... So we'll, we'll see what happens with that. Um, I'm going to steal the mic for once. Um, yes, go ahead. I was going to pass it We're, we're going to redirect a little bit. Um, you know me. I love me some Studio Trigger. I love me some NECA. And we got Dinazanon this season. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm happy. I'm very happy. Dinazanon was, um, from what I understand, because I didn't get a chance to watch it, was filled with a bunch of uh, shout-outs to Toku. Oh, yeah. Tokotsu, I think. Tokusatsu. Thank you. Yeah, Thank you. The Gridman uh, series, um, it... So it started as, you know, an actual Tokusatsu show in the 90s. And uh, then Trigger got their hands on the license. And in 2018, we got Gridman, which, you know, many of you will remember for thigh goddess Takarada whose oh, entire design is actually a reference to fucking Megatron. Yep. Believe it or not. Uh, color scheme of Shattered Glass Megatron, orange scrunchie on her arm, the call out uh galvatron's arm cannon um anyways this is a sort of sequel more tangential thing um kaiju are still there except instead of being created by someone they just kind of pop up and there are these people called kaiju eugenesis who want to take over kaiju and destroy humanity not surprised. Um, because, you know, they were betrayed and they just think humans are a bunch of assholes who were manipulating them until they didn't have a need for them anymore, which, you know, fair, but maybe why do you need to exterminate the entire human race? It's um, a little much. But this time, instead of having Gridman, you know, a sort of conscience on his own, you've got Dinah Zenon. Which is literally 
just like one of those 80s combiner toys where, you know, you buy the five different robots and you put them together into one big giant robot. Yep. That's the entire concept of Dinozenon. Um, and if this were the 80s, you know there would be toys of this. And But because it's not, because this is a trigger show, it's a little bit, you know, more grown up. And not in, you know, the kill-la-kill way, where yeah. it's ha-ha funny, we can make mature jokes, even though we don't make them all the time, frankly, even considering the material. But, you know, they swear more than they would in a kid's show. Yeah, that makes Dinah sense. Um, Galma's just an absolute potty mouth. Um, so sailor. Oh, worse. Oh. Oh. Like, dude loves to swear. Um oh. Anyways, um, yeah, and then as you go on, the transformations just get more ridiculous. You know, um, there's this uh, kaiju that's actually allied with our heroes who comes in, and you get another transformation. Um, Grid Knight, who folks who uh, watch Gridman will remember as Auntie, um, he's grown up and Ooh. fucking Dinozenon can combine with Grid Knight That's and insane. then you get Goldburn the the good kaiju coming in and you've got like what was the fucking um, I'm, I'm gonna go back to our discord and see if I can find this um, That's this already sounds like kind of OD cause like that's just yeah. like yeah, so the fucking um, the combinations go from full combined Dinozenon, just the mecha. Then there's Dynarex. Um, Dinosoldier turns into a fucking gun, which can be used by Grid Knight. Like, yeah. it's literally a fucking rocket launcher over his shoulder, except not really. It's a giant fucking uh, gun. Okay. Like, laser cannon type deal. Um... What else? Fucking what? What was it called? Um, the fucking then the final one. Let me let me see if I can get this all out in one breath. Oh boy, Kaiser Grid Knight Super Dragon King. <laughs> Jesus Christ! It, it's this giant fucking robot with like fifteen different moving parts, and the wings aren't even wings anymore. It's just a giant flowing energy cape. It's fucking ridiculous, and it's so over the top. And if it were a kid's show, I would be just mocking it relentlessly for just trying to sell another toy. But and that's the whole like... point yeah. of Man and Dinosaur. That's what it's supposed to be calling back to. So I, I love it this time. That's beautiful. You know, also, when you said that too, by the way... Oh, you know me is... She's she's not as good as Rika, but she's pretty good. Okay, okay. I will say when you said that with the flowing energy cape, I'm like, that's trigger throwing a. It just back. is. It's just straight up Gurren. Yeah, just Gurren. You know, because you know, only Gurren would have a mech that would become pure energy, the size of a fucking universe. Yep, the size of the universe. Because you could figure out what the size of the universe is. That's okay. 
But Dino- that sounds like something I would probably try to watch again. Oh, dude, fucking watch it. It's so fun. No, and because it's Trigger, you know, we have a lot of fun, and we also have well-developed characters. Yeah. Triggers are usually pretty consistent about that, and I'm glad they are. With, with a notable exception, but we don't talk about that, because they were trying to make a season two when Trigger isn't a studio that does season twos. Yeah. Well, that's 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 a problem, but that's a problem in itself. But we're not gonna, yeah, we're not gonna talk about that. Anyways, anyways, um, we're gonna start wrapping some of these other ones up. Uh, gonna burn through two of these real quick: Burning Kabaddi and <laughs> Burning Kabaddi. Burning Kabaddi was actually not bad. Um, I liked it. I liked a lot of the subtle jokes, and some of the characters are really cool. It's not like gonna be the next big hit of any sort of kind by far like this isn't like kuroko's basket or haiku or hero no Sora or anything like that it's just it's just a nice solid run you know like a good sports series you can sit down and watch 12 episodes be done with it you know that's that's all you need right nagatoro is nagatoro nagatoro is for people with a humiliation fetish yeah so not me it does, however, get significantly better after the first episodes of her being a little obnoxious. Now, it goes from her being, like, ridiculous to kind of just being, like, poking fun that, you know, that kind of girl would do if she liked you. But not, like, being, like, trying to actually humiliate you kind of deal or whatever. Like, it actually just kind of mellows out. Plus, the, pr- the president is uh, probably still best girl. Because that was that was out of left field, and we will leave it at that. Because she is a uh, character. Um, after that, I mean, like we have Hero Academy Five, which at this time of recording, they're going to be getting into the villain arc soon, so that's going to be fun. Yeah, well, this is about the past season. Um, yeah, Shinso um, is Shinso's fucking fantastic. Yes, I mean, dude is actually like the epitome of what a hero should be. Yeah, you know, I don't know enough, so let me learn more. Yes, let I me like reflect him. on myself, and he he reflects on himself immediately. He's not even in the hero program yet, and he's already thinking like that. Yeah, he's a very good character. I like him a lot, and I also like that he was Eraserhead's first true like disciple, if that makes sense, because he's using the same bands. The same uh, weapon, which is really cool. I really like that cloth. Yeah, so, the binding cloth is an interesting concept. No fucking clue how it would actually fucking work. But there's no fucking way that thing actually works as a weapon. It shouldn't. For all intents and purposes, it should not. But like, getting getting it deployed is fucking impossible in reality. But it is what like. It have is. you ever tried to take a scarf off by pulling down on it? When it's wrapped tight around your neck, does you not just, work well. You just fucking choke yourself. You choke yourself, or if you pull too hard, you pull yourself over and you fall. And if you fall, that that brings up other issues that you probably yeah. I was about to say, if you pull on a scarf and you make yourself fall over, you, you may have a few problems. Just a few. Now, uh, after those, we do have Zombieland Saga. Fucking which, love it. Yep. Zombieland Saga Revenge. Oh. Zombieland Saga, the first season, came out, and I hate idle anime. Like, a lot of guys who, you know, like, 
big fiery explosions and car, you know, things that make loud noises and go yeah. boom. Yeah. And then Zombieland Saga came out and it was actually really fucking entertaining. And again, Mavic knocks it out of the park. Please take a break. Um, you're going to burn your animators out. Please give them a break. Take a break and because uh, yeah, because unlike Spider, this time they actually put work into the CG. Yeah. They did. They did in season one too, but it's better this time. Like actually, legitimately better. You're That's still going to notice it as CG, but, but there's nothing wrong. With it's that. not awful at all. It's actually pretty good most of the time, and sometimes they even tried doing idle sequences with 2D animation. Which, yeah. you know, doesn't fucking happen ever because it's expensive and very difficult. Also, all the songs are bangers, so, you know. Cool, baby. When an idle anime has every performance song be a banger. That's already impressive as it is. Like, already. Like, that's just how that is. Because, like, those, that's really hard to do. Oh, I don't yeah. Care who you are. Um, combatants will be dispatched. Yeah, it's what I thought it was going to be. You know, it's entertaining. But it, and while it may be written by Akatsuki Natsume, it's, it's not Konosuba. It's the same type of humor, but not. Yeah. You know, probably it, a little bit more dumbed down. Not, it, I wouldn't say dumbed down, but like. It's more vindictive. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it does have its charm, but. You can't say there's really anything about the girls in combatants that could make them best girl material. Yeah, you know, they don't. Their personalities aren't nearly as attractive as the ones in Konosuba. And let's be honest, the ones in Konosuba really don't have attractive personalities. <laughs> um, but you can at least understand why someone might like them. Yeah. You know, Aqua's, you know, very cheery and very bubbly when she really actually does give a shit. She's quite capable, you know. But that's, uh, that, that's Konosuba. That, that's uh, Konosuba being good and combatants isn't as good. It, it's good, but not that good. It's a six out of ten. Yeah. And this is a, this is coming from someone who likes it. It's yeah. a 6 out of 10. It's barely worth your time. If you have nothing to watch, give it a shot. You might like it if you don't like it within two episodes. Drop it. I'm not even going to say watch three episodes. Yeah. If you don't like it in two, drop it. Yeah. All right. And then moving on, we have Killing Slimes for 300 Years in Iruma 2. Uh, Killing Slimes. Good. Decent Slice good. of Life. Yeah. You know, it's nothing special. I do feel like they should add a guy. Yeah, but it is what it is. But, you know, this is clearly a slice of life meant for people who want to see cute girls. Yeah. Which and it's it delivers. Well. It does, it's done very well. And the characters are Bill's very Bill's is the best character in there, though. Yeah, she is. Like, Love her. unironically, the best character. Yeah. Iruma 2. Yes. I'm, I have yes. to catch back up to it, but it's I know good. we get a uh, dark... Um, Iruma. Oh god, Evil Cycle Iruma. I love because he's such a good boy. 
that when he goes through his evil cycle, he's still a good boy. You know, he's, but rather than being passive and things just kind of happen that force him to be more decisive, he just is decisive. He's assertive and he actually, you know, is like, we're being treated like shit. Let's fucking change that. Yeah. And it's so nice to see Irma get to be a strong character. Because I'll be honest, Irma on his own, he's a sweet boy, you know, precious cinnamon bun. But it's usually other characters around him. But it's the other characters in that show that really make me want to watch it, you know? It's Amory being, you know, caught between worlds. You know, she's like the capable student council president who, you know, doesn't let anything fluster her. And, but she and she's shoujo. going through her first love, and it's adorable. Yep, and she is a huge shoujo fan. Oh my, oh my god, god, she's so she's so shoujo. It's it's amazing. And like if she if this girl could watch anime, she would watch Fruits Basket three times over. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Um, I agree with you with uh, Evil Cycle Iruma. Like, it just brings his whole character together, and it's it's done well, so it makes it so, like, everything that you like about regular Iruma, and then using the cast to bring him up, and then you throw Evil Iruma in there periodically, like a little bit of spice, just to bring it to a whole nother level, but it's not, like, to the point where you're like, well, I don't want regular Iruma anymore. It balances out really well, and I like that. Moving on, we have the Dragon Maid shorts, which they were well, just They're cute good. They're shorts. cute. Yeah. That that's all they needed to be, just a little primer to get us ready for season two. Which, which you know oh, is, yeah. it started because, you know, it took us fucking forever to get this recording yeah. done. <laughs> um The last two I think are um Yeah. The last two are Osamake and uh, Farewell, my, de- my Dear Kramer. Now, Osamake, I did not fully finish it, but I did... I, it wasn't bad. I did it, I, again, 6 it, out of 10. Yeah. yeah. Not, it, the title is an interesting concept. You know, a rom-com where the childhood friend won't lose, but all of them are childhood friends. But again, it runs into the same problem that so many harem rom-coms run into with the main character being a blithering fucking idiot. Yep. And you just don't care about him at all. And like right out the gate, you know, it's like there's only one fucking choice here. Because, <laughs> yeah. you know... The childhood friend, childhood friend, Lolly Big Boobs, is fucking just not that great of a person, turns out. Yep. Like, she's, uh, I'm gonna fake amnesia to reset my relationship, and that ends up backfiring and making the relationship more toxic. Because uh. here he was worrying about her. Turns out, she was fucking lying the whole goddamn time. And meanwhile, you know, fucking long black hair, freaking, like, 
thigh highs, you know, my fucking taste over here, isn't doing anything that fucking hurts him. <laughs> and fucking the the little sister archetype is just annoying. I don't like her. Little sister archetype she, is only She's cute, but she's fucking annoying. Yeah, it's only good when it's handled well and they're good character that acts to, like, progress the main lead or help the story in a meaningful way. When they're just kind of there, it's it can be, like, hit or miss, and it's like, eh. Look, this is the kind of show where if you have nothing else to watch, and I mean nothing else to watch, like, not even you're looking for a rom-com and you can't find any, no, watch something else instead. If you have nothing left to watch, watch this. Yeah. Now, honestly, watch Itadaki Seike first. (laughs) And then for me, one of the last ones, uh, Farewell, My Dear Kramer. Uh, I will forever be in love with the fact that this got an anime and also forever be severely upset that this is how this is because, first of all, for anybody that doesn't know, this is done by the author that did Your Lie in April, right? And they are known for jerking at the tears. Doesn't quite do that in this series. It's a straight-up soccer series. But instead, it's simultaneously a homage for a soccer icon who had passed away around the time of the inception of the series, which brought about the title Kramer. I forget the guy's full name, but he... uh, his uh his surname was Kramer and he was a um very instrumental in the soccer world to my knowledge. I did briefly look it up, but I forget all the fin- finer details. But that's why the title ended up being "Farewell, My Dear Kramer," and it's about girls soccer and girls trying to like bring girls soccer to the forefront because somebody, you know, it's like on the verge of like disappearing. Phenomenal characters, every last one, love them. The character designs, you know, it is what it is. It fits his art style. Didn't, like, like they're, it's weird because sometimes they seem like they look the same, but then they're very distinctly different, if that makes sense. But I love it. I love the way that he designed the characters. Or she, sorry. It's she, I believe. But the character designs are great. The story is phenomenal. The story actually went farther than the author intended to. They were supposed to end it at some point, and then it ended up they ended up stopping it because like they just kept going. Like they were like it was one of those situations where like, yeah, yeah, we're gonna stop it here, but then it just kept going. And unlike with Bleach or any of the other ones that do that and they drop in quality, this one just kept getting better. And kept getting better. And kept getting better. And then they just stopped it abruptly. And it was in a way where like you can't figure out what's going to happen in the story it's impossible to know you don't know what's going to happen you don't know how it's going to conclude it's just over and you have to deal with that and the anime reflects that anime does a great job with the story the coaches are great the character like it's just a good it's a good go it's a good show i also really like the opening song surprisingly but if you like sports if i if you had to watch a sports anime from this season or last season I would definitely give this a shot and then go read the manga and then be sad with me because there's only 55 chapters and it's over. But yes, uh, that is it for that. Um, there were like other shows that like, quite frankly, I was just kind of like, it is what it is. Like, 
there was one that was like seven, uh, like seven ghosts or some shit like that. I don't remember the exact title, but basically they were just like phantasms and people in the real world, and then like these phantasms are helping these people in the world like fight evil demons and shit. Did not care for it. I could not finish the first episode. Supposedly, oh, what was it like? Fucking Seven Nights or something? Yeah, Seven Nights. Yeah, seven I nights. I watched the first episode of that, and I'm just like, this is not interesting at all. But it doesn't even have the decency to be poorly animated. Yeah, it actually is like somewhat okay, decently animated, and I'm like, okay, but like, there was it, but this character. I have no interest in him. I don't even know what, like, he, I, I felt like I didn't know what was going on. These characters are like the milkiest milk toast you can find. That's disgusting. Just bland. Oh. There's nothing here. It's just a mm-hmm. blank slate. <laughs> I, I don't want to talk, I don't want to talk about it anymore. Anyways, there, there, there are a couple shows like that, but overall, the ones that we did touch up on are at least worth watching. Some of them are phenomenal. You should watch for, like, period. Like, yes, yes. But, like, these are all at least worth watching, I will say. Um, There was a couple other ones. There was one in particular that we watched that we couldn't get past, like, the production. Because it sounded like everybody was in the middle of a tunnel. Yeah, yeah, fucking uh, Koi Kimol. Yeah. Literally just, like, every episode seemed like another character was recording in a wind tunnel. Yeah. It felt like uh, Inuyasha came by to pay a visit, and Moroku was just like, alright, so you guys are using my wind tunnel? Okay. And he just did that for 24 minutes. It's and they literally were just like, the episode. you hear the echo, like, fucking, I mean, do I have a, do I have a box around here or something I can talk into? To... No, I don't. Fuck. I wish oh I had a Pringles God. can so I could make y'all understand what this show sounds like, but... Yeah, it just got more and more noticeable because you hear it the first time and then you start listening for it and then you hear it somewhere else. And it's uh, not like it's a it's not like it's a one-off thing. It's consistent. It's everywhere. It's I will consistent. give it one thing. In the three episodes that I watched, it had one really good um brand swap. Um there's a company in Japan, called Meiji, and they make like chocolate and make a few other candies. And in this show, it's called Rewa, which is the current era in Japan. And Meiji was, you know, the first modern era in Japan it was the Restoration period. You know, yeah. When Japan was like, hey, maybe, uh, maybe we should get like the rest of the world to get some fucking guns. That aren't flintlocks. Yeah. Maybe we should get some iron boats. <laughs> Learn how to sail like the British. Oh, God. Uh, but yeah, that that's all I can remember from that show, other than my complete and utter disgust at the fact that this is a probably 25-year-old guy who goes around getting his fuck on, and then he sees his little sisters who... By the way, his little sister's in high school. Sees her friend one time and then decides, I'm going to send her flowers every day. It was the opposite approach of uh, Higehiro, which was honestly also hilarious. Literally just the biggest fucking creep I've ever seen. And it hasn't been 
you know, portrayed poorly in an actual anime. Like, this is some fucking hentai type shit right here. You know? <laughs> like, but no, no, this is supposed to be a good relationship that we're supposed to root for. Meanwhile, I'm just like, uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much how that show goes. Uh, I don't think there's anything else to say. Uh, oh, 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 one one thing, one thing I forgot to mention: How Not to Summon a Demon Lord Two. Don't watch it because you know it's a crap show. I'm really pissed that they got Kogaoi from it. They got who? They got Kogaoi. Yeah, so for those who don't know, um, Koga Aoi is the wonderful lady who lends her voice to Kaguya Shinomiya in Kaguya-sama Love is War. Or if you're, you know, a degenerate who spends all their money on gotcha, uh, you probably know her as Paimon from Genshin Impact. Um, but yeah, they they gave her voice to the uh, scantily dressed maid robot. Huh. Well, you know what? What a fucking waste of a voice. Get this woman a real fucking show. You know what? I'm not even gonna go there. Uh, We're gonna, we're gonna, nope, nope. Alright, that's it. Uh, That's it, folks. Um... (laughs) We need to get an actual (laughs) sign-off. I'm... I am Joe with Joe's Compendium, and this is Valk over there, very upset. Uh, I can still hear him complaining in the background. Um, in the background? Un- <laughs> Until next time, we will see you guys later. Ciao.